Hi guys. <laughs> hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode. Um, All right. Okay. Welcome back to another episode of It Is. It is what, what it is. is. What is this? Where is this mysterious Who's voice that? coming from? <laughs> I don't know. Do we have a guest? Yo, I think we kind of do. Yeah, I think Yo, we have a guest. Wow, dang. Well, where wherever you are, come out. Say say hello. <laughs> okay, everyone. Every oh man, he said his name already. Okay, I was gonna be like pause the thing and tell us who you think it is. But anyways, yes, continue, Ishan. Hi guys, my name is Ishan Kapoor, and I'm this week's guest on It Is What It Is. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Guys, a little backstory. Ishan's been bugging me for so long and he's been like He's a he's our number one I fan. Had, I had to get on it. Iwi.com is going to be all because of Ishan. It's coming. That's coming. Our website drop is coming. So oh, you told you about Asian. that? Did you end yeah. up buying the domain, Ishan, or no? You didn't, of right? Of course, of course. Bruh, this so guy. I, mean, I told you I didn't. <laughs> I know, but I didn't believe you. Real I was like, fans. yo, he's just, you know, joking around. Real fans yeah. only will buy you a dom. Will reserve your domain name yeah, for website, you. That's how you know they have. He has faith in us. Yo, Ishan, are you gonna make the whole website too for us? Then? No. Oh, you just um, got the dot i. Okay, say less. <laughs> all right. Well, why don't you? Or I don't know, Ishan, if you want to give your own introduction. Actually, you know. What? Oh Let's well, we can TV. say yeah. Okay, so yeah. Ishan is um our high school friend as well um Ishan and I okay look I met him in grade nine on on the school bus um and then we were like tight in grade nine that was the best day of her life okay <laughs> you're so funny um, I, I really don't remember but all I remember is Ishan had like yo the poly d haircut Kabe do you remember this Oh, wait, I kind of remember. You know what? Now that I look at him, he does look like Polly D. Yeah, no. Oh, so he had the Polly D. The Poly D. Yo, he had the Polly D blowout, okay? And I was like, yo, who is this guy? Whatever, yo, whatever. This guy's looking fresh. Uh, what is this? Okay, is absolutely not. But, anyways, um, <laughs> um, yeah, so we met in grade nine on the school bus. Um, and then we were tight in grade nine. And then Ishan, like, died in grade 10. I don't know what happened to him. And yeah, and like some she couldn't, she couldn't handle being around me every day. Oh and, like, my god, you're so cringe. So okay. Just, like, yeah, what is with the guys on this podcast gassing? Yeah, I don't understand. Like, like I just said, I just said that Jordan. we stopped talking. Yeah. We... <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to give the people the real spiel. You know, the I'm not trying deal. to make. I'm not trying to make a fake story. Okay. Okay, Ishan. Right. Okay. Well, anyways, yeah. So then, grade grade ten, whatever, and then grade eleven, twelve. I think we got closer, and then. Yeah, and then we basically kept talking throughout university, and then I guess like indirectly, like he also knew everything that was going on with Kavya through me or like oh I guess the yeah, other way too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I swear. And then like there was a time when like Kavya went to did like didn't you go over to his and like that's oh, when yeah. you met like so his cousin. I don't stuff? really remember. I honestly don't remember much of my friendship with Ishan in high school. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That hurts. It's okay. <laughs> I guess you know. I wasn't into the poly D look in high school, you know. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm Bro, kidding. I wasn't either. Um, what do you say? <laughs> but uh, we, I came home two, two years ago, and then 
I can't believe it's already been two years since this event. I think, Has but it been two years? I think it, yeah, yeah, I think so. Before, and no one was home, so my family wasn't home for Christmas. I posted a Snapchat being like, "Oh, alone on Christmas," and I see Ish- Ishan Blank is typing. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, guys, yo. guys, not what you think. It's not what you think." <laughs> Don't I worry, he didn't, he didn't on. slide <laughs> in the DMs. I had a Christmas party going on. He you had know? a family Christmas party and he invited me to it. And I was like, you know, at first I thought it was I thought it was gonna be like a bunch more people coming, like a bunch more of your boys, but I ended up being the only one and I was like, Dan, like his family's gonna be like, Why Who's this why chick? Is she here? <laughs> Who's this chick? Why is she here? I mean I'm not gonna lie, they were like that. But But it's okay. It was like it was like a full two weeks before Christmas, so everyone was still in their school or whatever they were doing yeah and like probably was the only one home so i was like he, you gotta you gotta he just do he gave me a home have. on christmas you know and it was great so after that that's that's when i decided um we're gonna be pals best pals best pals, best pals, pals, best pals? okay cute yeah. <laughs> cute cute right, but now to the to the important part um the reason we have him here is because he won't admit it, but I I personally think he's a very distinguished individual. Yes, yes. Okay. Um. Honestly, if you know him and you just look at his LinkedIn or his resume, you'd be like, dang, like that yo, is impressive. Nah. Ishan, wait. Okay, sorry. Before, yeah, LinkedIn. Yo, I've never seen your LinkedIn. Like, have you added me? Like, are we even like friends on LinkedIn? Like, no, it's for elites, <laughs> elites only. That might Bruh. that might be the reason why you're not. Yeah, you there. gotta get. That's actually <laughs> disrespectful. Certain status. That's disrespectful. Only, only premium users, premium business users only. Yeah. Bruh. But yo, I will add on to like what Kavya said. Ishan's probably one of the smartest kids I've ever, ever yeah. met. I've told him this. Smart. No, I, and I think I'm not the smartest. I think I just talk the most. No, he's really smart. No, no, he's let me tell you. Let me tell you how humble like this kid is in the sense that yo. when I t- when I said this to him, when I was like, yo, I think you're one of the smartest people like I've met, he's like, yo, then like you need to change up your circle. Like clearly <laughs> Like, Honestly, what? How are you going to be in med school? Yo, I think I just talk the most. I'm telling you. No, this guy is like, uh, you know those people that kind okay. Like, you look at him and he looks like a normal guy, you know, whatever. But then inside of his head, there's just a lot going on. There's, like, there's a whole library worth of No, uh, legit. Books. There's a li- <laughs> There's, um... <laughs> You know, he, he probably, like, what do you do for fun? No, okay, yeah, I was uh, just going to say. He, watch basketball. Again. No, that's okay. a lie. Okay, he does that. that that's him trying to be and humble. Then, and he then he also like, reads. Ishan, tell them the name of, like, the books that you've been, like, reading. Yeah, tell us your book of the, tell us your book right now. Yo, guys, I picked up Zero to One by Peter Thiel recently. I highly recommend. What's it about? Uh, so Peter Thiel, if you don't know, is, like, part of the PayPal Mafia, uh, co-founder of PayPal and Palantir, I think. It just talks about building the businesses for the future. So if you guys haven't gotten a chance. Okay, but see, he'll read a book like this, and then he'll read, like, I think um, Kobe Bryant, right? Like, the books that he released, like, as an author. Honestly, guys, Wizenard series by Kobe Bryant. I have a question. Oh, sorry. Finish finish off. Yeah, Wizenard series, Kobe Bryant, highly recommend, especially if you want to... If you, if you like Kobe or Kobe fan, pick it up. If you like, like, kid stories, it's great. Okay, but Um, then... Yeah, yeah, you go, you go, you go. So before, uh, obviously, before we bring anyone on here, we always ask them if they want to be anonymous. And apparently, two weeks ago, he would have said, yes, keep me anonymous. Oh, but right. today, he, this is his real name. It's Ishan. Wait, really? Um, yeah. I think, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah me, me, and, me and Joey were talking about this, but yeah, just... What, I what changed? Book, I read yeah. a book called Skin in the Game. 
Mm, yeah. And, you know, not to call out, what was it, Nick and Jordan? But, <laughs> uh, like, I don't want to just come on here and give advice with no skin in the game. I want to be held accountable. Kind of just Okay. It was, like, very recent. Yeah, hey. yeah. Okay, okay. Well, sounds lit. Um, anyways, yeah, so he reads. He's smart. Um, he's gotten... We're going to go through his resume, basically. Legit, legit. As we talk today. Because it's really impressive, and I think you see, like, a lot of growth and progression in each one, which is nice. Um, and overall, other than that, he's just mm-hmm. a cool okay, guy. Guys, guys, we got it. I'm amazing. Okay. All right. He's got to his head. <laughs> you wanted to go into, because I know some people say, oh, you know, so I, I feel like even Juhi and myself and a lot of other people, we kind of had a goal, or we knew, we thought we knew where we were going to end up um, in university and what we were going to do the whole time. And so if that was your story as well. But start with saying what you're doing. Uh, so I know Juhi and Kavi are already graduated, you know, doing their thing and taking their next step. But I'm still a student at the University of Waterloo. Hey. Uh, I'm kind of in this, like, five-year program, which is why uh, these guys are done. Nah, know. he failed a year. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm supposed to talk about that. <laughs> anyways, yeah. Um, University of Waterloo, like, it's known for its co-op, and that's, like, kind of the reason have five years but just uh you know a little bit of slacking off a little bit of co-op working at different places so uh, yeah um in high school i definitely did not think i would be doing this in university well, what, what, it, what is this uh i studied computer engineering uh you know it's a lot of software uh mostly software pretty much but yeah in high school i thought i would probably go down a way different path Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely thinking I would be like a business major type of kid, you know, working in finance. Um, my cousin was like an investment banker, so I think that was kind of my motivation, like inspiration kind of slash motivation. Uh, I thought I'd be doing that, but, you know, I mean, you know what? Who knows? Maybe down the line, that's what I'll do. Yeah. But I thought I would like for sure go to a business school. I had my eyes on like Shulik in specific, but... Um, like legit like grade 12 my cousin talks to me and he's like take engineering and i was like okay whatever you say and by chance uh, i applied to engineering schools university of waterloo i was fortunate enough to get in mm-hmm. and here we are dang so wait did you only apply to engineering programs or did yeah. you apply so i applied to engineering uh at waterloo mcmaster and U of T, and then i applied to shulik because i was like I just applied there just because that was the school that like I've been wanting to go to since probably like grade ten, mm-hmm. and um, I got accepted, but I still chose Waterloo at the end of the day. Yeah. So wait, Waterloo was your first choice, yeah? Yeah, Waterloo was definitely my first choice. Mm-hmm. But like, what, what? Because if you wanted to go to Shulik and you wanted to do, um, like investment banking or something in finance, mm-hmm. what? Can, what changed like Waterloo to become your first choice like what made you I know you said your cousin was right. like yo do engineering but I mean there has to be something else that convinces you yeah to... so my cousin kind of made this like really convincing argument that um, engineering doesn't really teach you like it teaches you how to be an engineer but more than that it teaches you how to learn something mm-hmm. which I think is like very true like it teaches you how to pick up new skills and get into different fields which uh, like if I wanted to do investment banking later on mm-hmm. that's still like as I said it's still an option for me versus like versus if I was to do finance I don't think I think a lot of doors would have been closed as that outcome 
versus engineering like you hear of engineering majors go into like every field that's actually very true i've right? never thought of it that way mm -hmm. but that's very true because engineers like end up working in very diverse environments mm -hmm. like you'll have engineers in you know any obviously like tech companies but you also have engineers working at like in healthcare fields or in banks um like anything yeah, precisely. i didn't think about it that way that's interesting so yeah my cousin kind of like the same cousin had this really convincing argument which kind of pushed me towards the edge or over the edge and just accept waterloo and waterloo of course was uh kind of hyped up as this like the best engineering program yeah where you can pick up like real life skills as well as this kind of really good mm -hmm. theoretical class academic skills i don't know how to phrase it but yeah sure. and uh yeah that was why i chose engineering over my um okay so because you knew or like because you had that inclination of business and stuff you did you do any coding or anything like that in high school or did you have any background before going into computer engineering uh, not really. Like, I didn't really even know what coding was till mm -hmm. grade 12. And I definitely did not code until, like, my first university course on it. Um, yeah, I remember, like, my first university course was EC150, where I learned C++. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, getting thrown straight into, yeah, C++ like, the deep Yeah, C++ was not very beginner-friendly. Yeah. Wow. I remember a lot of people, a lot of people in my classes were kind of, like, they were familiar with programming. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people were, like, really advanced level, but I kind of had to just struggle through it and learn. And that was my, like, um, so, yeah, um, a lot of people think nowadays you need to, like, get into it before even mm -hmm. high school. Some people even middle school are considering it. Really? But, okay. Which, like, is, obvious, uh, is always good, but if you haven't, and don't think it's, like, too late. Yeah. For sure isn't. So, did you ever feel? Because I I know a lot of people that go into like comp eng or computer science related stuff. They come, they enter the program with some prior experience, mm -hmm. and you know how you mentioned like initially you were struggling a little bit to, I guess, get up to speed with everything. At the point where you were struggling, did you ever feel kind of like an, a sense of imposter syndrome? Like I. Oh yeah, like, for sure. I think everyone. Uh, I know in university has felt that at some point, even like mm -hmm. the guys who did start coding in middle school felt imposter syndrome at some point. They're mm -hmm. like, that's something completely normal. But um, as I said, like uh, you just keep working and try to learn something rather than dismiss it as like, if I didn't learn it earlier, it's too late for me now. Yeah. Yeah, and, that's uh, very that's true. Kinda, yes. Okay. So um, why do so that was this is going to be a story of started from the bottom now we're here okay yeah um so why don't you kind of walk through your journey i think that would be really interesting for people to hear like what you started so when i'm talking about journey guys we're going to talk specifically about his work experience yeah yeah not like not like i was born in delhi not not the backstory backstory um but kind of like where you started because so how co-op works actually you could probably give a brief explanation before you go into it so yeah university of waterloo is kind of brutal in the sense uh they have like this intense co-op program that everyone kind of raves about but in the beginning it's actually really intense for the students mm -hmm. i was in computer engineering and i was in this thing called forestry basically means that you do one semester of university and then you have to get a co-op for the next four months and uh, the way the co-op program works in Waterloo is you have six co-op slots, 
So yeah, you don't get a summer in Waterloo if you're in a co-op program. You just uh, either are working or in school. And uh, if you're in forestry, which I was, uh, you have to get your first co-op after four months of university. That's crazy. I would not feel ready after four months. Yeah, That's the, yo, they just threw them in the yo deep end. Like, go, go swim now. Yeah, because of that, because of you're getting you're getting a co-op after four months, you're looking for your first co-op three weeks to four weeks when you're in university. Dang, yeah. So I, I remember I didn't even have like a resume at that. Like I had a resume, but my resume was like I worked at Wonderland. Yeah, it's like what what is on here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I sorry. Side note, I remember, uh, you let me cut the line at Wonderland once. I didn't even know he worked at Wonderland. I did not know this. He did, and and they told me to go through the kids' line, and so Ishan messaged someone, and he was like, tell her to put her hair in pigtails. Wait, what? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I I mean, guys, I I don't know if you know Kavya, but she looks like a 12-year-old to this day. So she kind of just slid in in the kids' line. Because you're supposed to go in the the back (laughs) if uh, you're an employee to get in, but... Uh, if you're a kid, if you have a kid with you, you can go in the front. <laughs> so I use Kavya as uh, my little niece. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Back to you. Back to the topic. Back yeah. So I didn't have a resume, and uh, like when I, even when I made my resume, I had skills such as proficient in Microsoft Excel. And <laughs> yeah. Hey, you already know <laughs> core skills. Dude, bro. honestly, and no offense, but if someone has Word on their resume, that yo, don't add. That's me, how bro. you know. It's don't like all right, we're just starting up. <laughs> Like, I had word on my resume. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I feel like we all did at one point, right? You got to yeah. start somewhere. Well, yeah. you got to start. I mean, and it, honestly, like, when you're first starting out, it's really, it's a weird environment because you need experience. It's that dilemma of, like, you need experience to get a job, but then, like, you can't get experience without a job. So it's, like, this this cycle. And then, yeah, it's it's messy. But, yeah. but anyways, uh for three to four weeks, so then I had to look for a co-op, and this was like when Waterloo was still. All, all you guys who go to Waterloo, you're gonna know Jobmine. Jobmine was still around. This website with terrible interface, but yeah, um, I couldn't really find a co-op, so I got a co-op at the University of Waterloo. It was like kind of one of those co-ops that like uh, you can't find a co-op, so they give you a co-op mm-hmm. type like of thing. Uh, I worked for the Department of Psychology, and uh, I had to basically reboot their database which I didn't know what a database was, but <laughs> the fact that I got that job is still amazing. But yeah, anyways, it was one of those co-ops. That was my first, like... Did, did you feel like that job, because obviously it probably was your first, like, real technical experience with anything, mm-hmm. even though it was, like, with the university, um, they still gave you, like, a pretty big role, I guess, like, a pretty big task? Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, I was, like, I always, like, think that it's pretty lucky because... Even though it was one of those co-ops where you can't find a co-op, there was a lot of like room for growth and like kind of like get out what you put into it. Mm-hmm. So it was like fairly technical. So if you wanted to kind of go overboard and make like a PostgreSQL database with the front end and everything, which is exactly what I did, uh, you can kind of learn a lot of things just from that role. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I took it upon myself that co-op to just learn all these things that they asked of me as well as additional so that's like when mm-hmm. I got into uh, I didn't have a MacBook that mm-hmm. those days so I could uh, I wanted to get into programming but I couldn't do like iPhone apps so I had to do Android apps mm-hmm. and that's what I just started doing um, and um, next co-op I was able to get a job as an Android developer as a startup at a startup so talk about this 
Wait, a, sorry. I just have a, a I have a quick question before. Um, yeah. with the like your job at the University of Ishan, like how much time did you spend like training yourself and learning things versus actually like applying everything that you knew like within those four months oh you don't even know so this co-op was like not a lot of work mm-hmm. so even though i learned like i took it upon myself to learn everything the amount of work was very little i remember they gave me like a ta office okay yeah yeah i, I remember this yeah my, yeah yeah i think Juhi saw it at one point yeah i would I would take my laptop in there, and some days I would just binge Netflix. Just cause <laughs> That's so funny. Didn't have a window. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, like, I could lock the door. I would just, like, take my laptop, uh-huh. binge Netflix, do whatever. So it wasn't that much work, but uh, more of a learning role. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. But, yeah, sorry. Continue on to your next co-op. So, yeah, my next co-op was at a very small startup called Pitstop. Um, what Pitstop did was basically... Kind of hard to explain now, but, like, in, in your car, there's, like, a little OBD port. It's, like, a thing that you plug something into, and it will re- connect to, like, your car's computers and read all the information. And they use this device to basically form analytics on your cars. And um, it was, like, a fairly technical role, so I was kind of surprised that I even qualified for it. Mm-hmm. But I was, like, doing Android development for them, as I mentioned. And um, it was, like, a wonderful opportunity just because... Uh, I was able to learn a lot. It was a startup, so like, my role was the Android developer, but uh, there was like six people in the company, and we were working out like the CEO's house, uh, like in the living room, all crammed up together. So you had to obviously like take on multiple, like wear multiple hats. So even though I was the Android developer, I took care of like because we had that little hardware device. I took care of like their Amazon orders, and uh, if there was something that came up, like a customer having issues. I would have like I would just get on the phone, talk with him, and explain to him how it works. Uh, so like there was a lot of things that I had to do, even though the role didn't describe it. So that was like a pretty wonderful opportunity. And um, yeah, so I definitely think that was like one of the co-ops where I learned the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so to recap, you got dropped into school with mm-hmm. no real like background in computers. Yeah, <laughs> with computers. And then you started picking some stuff up, um, had to basically look for a job like a few weeks into the school year, right? Yeah. And then, um, and so your first job couldn't, couldn't secure, I don't, I don't mean this in a bad way, but course, I mean just course. like, you know, like you started working for the university. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then we like did a slight upgrade mm-hmm. to a startup. And I think that was a probably a really unique experience was just, the fact that it was a small team and you were working from your owner's home, whatever, um, and t- not really having like a clear cut single role. Oh, right. So mm-hmm. now is where some glow up happens. Yeah. Also, yeah. also like in terms of before we get to the glow up, Ishan, did you feel like at least the startup um, position, do you feel like it really propelled you to do like like, or to have that glow up afterwards, like, do you feel like that was a big factor that contributed to that? Uh, I mean, it was definitely, like, you did whatever, you like, came up. Mm-hmm. So if something uh, was needed to be done, you did it, and you didn't really think about, uh, oh, I, don't, I can't really do this. Like, I don't know the knowledge. It was like... It was like, you just had to do it. You to go put it out. True, true. You need to go put it out. Yeah. So you need to go how to figure it out. And uh, because of that, I kind of saw that if put into the right situation with the right mindset, you can 
like pull it off at the end of the day right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that i guess yeah that did kind of inspire me to nice little confidence booster eh? yeah Sure, that's sure. good that's good man okay and then on to the next one tell us about this one so next summer next co-op was um at a company called i don't know if you guys know this wish <laughs> they're, they're an e-commerce platform uh with the demographics on like their demo their demographics basically like the lower end so amazon obviously has the most of the market share and they ship everywhere within two days mm-hmm. but their products are a little more expensive wish is kind of on the other side of the spectrum where they'll take 60 to 30 to 60 days to ship anything but yeah. it will be dirt cheap and they'll source it mostly out of like china mm-hmm. so where, yeah. where was this yes <laughs> yeah so of course all my guys at Iwadalu know i went kelly and bust Mm. Cali or bus. What do you tell tell the viewers what Cali What is this idea? Cali or bus is basically this really toxic culture trait that Waterloo has popularized. I feel like it's not even just Waterloo anymore. It's like all like it is very prominent in Waterloo, but also just amongst anyone who wants to work in tech. Like in a tech yeah. field, I yeah. Mean, which is fair to a point where I do admit that if you guys want to get big in tech, uh, Silicon Valley is definitely the place to be. Yeah. But at the same time, the other side of it is definitely not a bust. But yeah, Cali or Bus, you know, you apply to only California jobs and only consider those jobs and anything less than that is a failure, which is That's insane. insane. That's like, crazy. Yeah, that, that was me. That was me second year, I would say, right after. So mm-hmm. yeah, I went to Wish. One of the greatest experiences of my life, you know, moving across, like, moving to a new country. Yeah, completely. In yeah. California. You know, California is a, definitely a great place. You know, I was there in the summer, so the weather was even greater than it usually is mm. uh had like a nice little cozy job in the financial district how nice um, yeah Damn. so but yeah i think like i remember one thing that really stood out to me when i got that like like when i came back from there was just the fact that like i had picked up android programming in my first co-op mm-hmm. and then within like less than a year i think it was i was working on like one of the most used android apps in the world which was just very shocking to me that's crazy and yeah i kind of like yeah that was like i think my peak imposter syndrome mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. Like, as, as you mentioned before that was like the peak where i was like how am i doing this right like i just started i just picked this up a year ago yeah mm-hmm. there's no way like i'm good enough but uh, yo you clearly were you clearly were good enough i don't know i gotta give credit to a lot of credit where it's due so like a lot of guys at wish were of course like very helpful of course of course and they kind of walked me through a lot of things even mm-hmm. though i didn't know how to do it they kind of helped me with it and uh, I feel like they're pretty invested in your growth at Wish. That's good. That's but very yeah, important. Um, I actually don't know what the, like, how big is Wish as a company in terms of... So when I was there, uh, they had, like, kind of two floors, which I would say is about, like, I would say 400 people, maybe oh, okay. 120, 140 engineers. Mm-hmm. It's obviously grown since, right? It's been two years, and they're still kind of in their hyper-growth period. So uh, I I would say they're probably like at least if double if not one point five times the size mm-hmm. by now. Mm-hmm. How was that experience like? This was kind of your first transition from working in a very familiar environment to and like a smaller environment to working like a bigger office and a bigger name, a new city, um, like all of that. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely pretty amazing. Uh, it was like obviously less work than pit stop where. You're just doing whatever needs to be get done, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, 10 hours a day. 
versus uh, you get ass- like it was weird because you get assigned like I, I remember it feeling very weird because you were assigned things to do mm, yeah and you kind of had like one of the biggest shocks was like you had a designer give you the specs and you had to make what the designer said which mm. i thought was very weird because i've been doing like i was at a startup i was doing all my designing myself I, yeah like i did i shipped out what i thought looked good mm-hmm. and uh but yeah which was like pretty like i went on to learn that that was pretty like standard industry stuff right mm. um and like what i did was kind of weird which is like complete change of perspective but um when you, you kind of get assigned yeah sorry go ahead sorry. no no go ahead yeah i got assigned work and like they would listen to like of course they would listen to what you think would be a good feature but they had all these like i guess not better I, yeah i guess better minds thinking of what would be better for the user Mm-hmm. so they would come up with things that i couldn't even imagine and uh you would just like execute on it yeah when you compare like your startup the startup first um to wish which one do you feel like contributed more to your growth like in terms of like the skills and things like that that you learned oh for sure the startup like, yeah the question right? yeah because of course as i said you were like i was doing my designing so i learned design principles i was doing like uh I was I would come up with features so I would like think like a customer use the app a lot more mm-hmm. think about what the customer would like I would mm-hmm. of course do the engineering so think about like different uh, it was like a lot more technical role as well just because like as I mentioned you're dealing with like a hardware device mm-hmm. uh, you're dealing with like car car components mm-hmm. a lot of times I remember like there, there'd be days in pit stop where I would just sit in a car and code just because I needed that feedback true bluetooth right yeah yeah yeah. connect with bluetooth the car Mm -hmm. a lot more technical so um definitely like startup was more growth and learning all right okay so let's so yeah what happened after which was great you know san francisco i really enjoyed the city and then right after that was like my full calier like not really calier bus but kind of u.s or bus more in general yeah I would apply to big names. I would not even consider smaller companies. Mm-hmm. I would be like, I'm at this level now. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Below. I, I was actually saving this question for later. I wanted to know what, obviously everyone knows the Calier bus, which, sorry if we didn't clarify earlier, it's kind of this, I guess you would describe it as like Silicon it's Valley. Yeah, it's yeah. like, if you don't, if you don't work in Silicon Valley, then you haven't made it. Yeah. Of, yeah. Essentially. Um, and I guess that kind of extends not just to Silicon Valley, but also like, a big company and outside of Silicon Valley, I guess, I think Silicon Valley also includes like a bunch of startups and stuff, but outside yeah. of that, like if you're going to be working in tech, you should be working at like an HQ or like, mm-hmm. a name that a lot of people know. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to know like how that, how, what was your mindset on Cali or Bus? Like, did you believe, did you feel like that was true that if you didn't work um, in Cali or if you didn't work at a big name, then you didn't make it. And then after you did, quote unquote make it like how that changed i remember very i remember this very distinctly but basically when i got wish wish was my only cali so we interview for like a bunch of places that's how like wadley works right yeah and wish was my only interview that was like in california and i was like fortunate enough to secure it and kind of take the job but i remember coming back one of my biggest fear was kind of like i always felt that i just got lucky and uh, like i just happened to know the interview question they were going to ask and then I went to California because of that. Uh, and I really needed to kind of prove to myself that 
I actually belong, right? Like, as I said, this was the peak of my imposter syndrome. I need to kind of prove to myself that I belong. So I kind of started working really hard to get back to California. Even though, like, the company might not be the greatest, uh, like, US or bus is definitely a thing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was kind of in that mind state. Um, Yeah. Okay. And sorry, I, like, cut you off (laughs) as you were talking, but you were just talking about how after you got wish and when you came back and it came on to like looking for your next opportunity you were only kind of considering like yeah. big names yeah mm-hmm. like I was starting to prove to myself so uh the next co-op i remember uh was at bloomberg uh, yeah. bloomberg for you we guys in don't new know. york city in new york city right, yeah new york city, uh, my dream great, greatest city in the world in my opinion yeah uh but bloomberg you guys don't know it's like a financial information they have the Bloomberg Terminal, which is like kind of their main money maker, mm-hmm. where they have the software where most financial, like traders or analysts use to get market information, and then they also have their kind of news services around the world and things like things of that nature. But yeah, I was at Bloomberg for four months in New York City. That one, um, okay, and sorry, that company was a lot bigger, right, than Wish. So like, how did that scale yeah. change for you? Yeah, so Bloomberg is considered to be like one of the biggest tech companies. Like, it's like obviously not on the level of Facebook and Amazon, but yeah, um, like within the tech world, uh, people consider it like just like right there, if not like there. Just because, like, I think the fact is just like their product is a lot different, mm-hmm. which is why it's not considered like Facebook or Amazon, but it's definitely like uh, their engineering capable, like engineering uh, standards are like definitely very high their uh things such as like perks and compensation things like that nature are mm-hmm. like on the same level which is why people kind of consider it top tier mm-hmm. so with this one being like one of probably the biggest company that you worked for for sure at this the biggest point, company right? what would um what were some differences you noticed from working in smaller companies to now like suddenly working in a really large corporation yeah so bloomberg was definitely um very corporate I don't know if it's like the fact that it's dealing with um, like in the financial world or the fact that it was in New York City or uh, but everything was like a lot more serious. Um, there was no like really st- like Silicon Valley culture there. Like I know Silicon Valley culture is like kind of very popularized within media. Um, but uh, there was nothing like that at Bloomberg. Um, and I feel like because they were like so big, they kind of had resources to throw away. So I didn't really think my work mattered. I feel like the interns at Bloomberg were kind of taken as like a project. And if they didn't come up with anything, they would just say, good job anyways, and kind of move along. Like they didn't really care if you did any work at all. Mm-hmm. Did that like make you feel more or less valued in the company? Like, you know, some people, they're like, oh, like I'm getting this constant right. encouragement or constant like positive feedback. Even though I'm not doing anything, that's good. And they like mm-hmm. it. Versus, would you have preferred to, like, have them, I guess, be, how do I word it? But you know what I'm trying to say, Uh, right? I I think so. I think uh, the fact that, like, I had that experience is very valuable just because I know, it was, like, one other thing that I experienced, right? I wouldn't want, like, all my six co-ops to be the ones where I was, like, holding up the product or anything. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, le- definitely less valuable, but at the same time, kind of gave me freedom yeah. to explore a lot more. Like solu- So, not to get too technical, but they kind of just gave you a problem, and they're like, come up with a solution. And it was like, 
very open-ended and uh, i feel like if it was at a company such as pit stop or wish i would need to actually come up with something and then execute it and then put it out versus at bloomberg i had the freedom to kind of look at this solution compare it to another solution another solution and um evaluate the pros and cons of them all and then finally come up with um a good like the best solution uh and which is like also very valuable just because um most of my time there was actually spent on research i would just research like different models for like modeling financial instruments mm-hmm. which like uh, I, I don't know if that's too technical but basically finding like like doing a bunch of math research and then implementing it and then seeing how it works but to trial and error i think going back to your original interest in finance right i feel like this is the perfect like point mm. this is the perfect intersection maybe of like mm-hmm. your technical roles and like intersecting with your finance uh interest so do you feel right did, uh, did that do you think like your underlying interests for finance like kind of helped or influenced your experience in any way yeah now that i think about it, it was that de- like definitely something that made me like bloomberg more than like someone else like someone else would have liked it in the same position is because of my interest in finance mm-hmm. and because i was able to, like i was kind of interested in all these like i was working with bonds mostly but uh, like considering them as just another financial instrument was very interesting and then seeing how uh, the risk and rewards work mm-hmm. in that environment is what kind of helped like motivate me to keep like learning rather than just being like oh this is so boring why am I doing this mm. okay. and okay sorry <laughs> this is not work related but Kavi and I both love New York and I remember oh, talking to you. yeah see there you go I remember talking to Ishan about like like sometimes you'd FaceTime and stuff and then he'd tell me like what's going on and then this guy would be like yeah I'm going to karaoke this day I'm going to go eat here this day and he really sounded like he was living his best life so tell us tell us what you loved about New York I know there's a lot but like what did you love see it's just see it's amazing bro Uh, (laughs) like compared to San Francisco uh, like New York is compared to New York San Francisco is a shit city honestly (laughs) really okay I, I, mean, I don't. I would agree. We've been to. Both. I mean, that's also true. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't care what people say, but New York is so much cleaner. I don't know. Maybe may biased because I live maybe like in a better part of the neighborhood, but mm-hmm. uh, like it's so much cleaner. San, San Francisco is like pretty dirty in general. Uh, the nightlife is so much better. The food is a lot better. Food. Oh mm. my God, Joe, Shanghai. Try if you ever in New York City. Yeah, I mean, I feel like everyone has, like, that one spot in New York, which they swear is the best food. And I, f- like, I feel like everyone has a different spot, which just shows how amazing the food in New York is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the nightlife is, like, a lot better. Like, the bar scene, the club scene. Mm. Just, like, not even if you're into all that, but, like, going out to, like, as, like, a meal with your friends. Or they obviously have, like, Madison Square Garden and Barclays Center in Brooklyn and things of that nature. They have, like... Pre-COVID, of course, they had yeah, like, all these concerts course. every single day. I remember when I was there, it was like the Game of Thrones finale that I kind of went to, and they had the whole star-studded cast just like down the street, and like Rockefeller Center had like this thirty-foot Iron Throne, which was pretty dope to see. I'm jealous. And like, of course, like in Christmas, it's a beautiful. Oh, so nice! Uh, beautiful time. Mm-hmm. But everything about New York is just mesmerizing. So wait, okay, question: If you ever got the opportunity to obviously go back there and live there like permanently like would you take like would you do that for sure without even a second thought wow but, uh, there's obviously but, like yeah. other things to consider 
such as like as i mentioned before if you want to do anything in tech silicon valley is like the place to be mm, yeah it's kind of like poses like that big dilemma do you feel yeah, like you okay. would sorry sorry go ahead okay i was just gonna say um do you feel like you would ever make a trade-off for like a city like let's say okay like sure yes. you get something in okay so like yeah so if you got something in silicon valley whatever but then you get something in new york which isn't as great as whatever is in silicon valley like would you take that new york offer instead yeah I, I feel like it would have to be like very specific but yeah like in terms you framed it yeah for sure like i would uh definitely give up like more money or whatever mm-hmm. for, for that like, living experience like, right in my best life exactly yeah, for and, sure um, yeah new york is definitely like not a city where you would want to live like you know of course with kids or whatever but uh early on for sure he's a family man and like I, I mean like with covid around and everything i feel like this has gotten like a lot more open just because i feel like i could like a lot more opportunities to work in silicon valley or mm. like remote exactly. yeah so that's very true wherever you want to live completely yeah. independent yeah of where you actually live yeah and work all right well i'm gonna Yeah. Sure. So post Bloomberg, I kind of like as I mentioned, I had that whole mentality where I need to prove myself. Uh, like I feel like I'd done that, so I kind of really started to keen into like where where do I want to work, and uh, I found myself working at Postmates. Postmates is kind of this um, for for those of you guys in Canada, it's Uber Eats, but uh, in America, it's like they're only service America right now but their food delivery app and I was working there for that was, in that was in San Francisco not in New York which is yeah I kind of actually in the beginning I remember they kind of gave me this option where I wanted to either work in San Francisco which is where their headquarters were mm-hmm. or they had another we work office which like half my team worked out from that we work office in Seattle oh, okay. so it kind of gave me this option if I want to work in Seattle or San Francisco uh, I chose San Francisco just because, like, most of my friends were going to be in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to live in Seattle all by myself. Yeah. Okay, and... Yeah, post was a wild time. Um, one of, like, it was definitely, like, one of the greatest engineering uh, groups that I've worked with. Like, mm-hmm. the people were great. The management, not so much. Um... I spent like half my time on one team and half my time on other on another team just because of like issues to do with like personnel and reshuffling. I, I, I like I'm trying to find a way to frame all this stuff without giving too much away, but No, uh, no yeah, that's so fair. T- yeah, and um then I actually um worked part-time at Postmates this past summer as well. So that was also like very interesting. Like, in I think I worked for Postmates uh, for eight months. Yeah. Within those eight months, I had like five or six different managers, which just mm. kind of shows you like the chaos that I went through. But mm. at the same time, they kind of had pretty good engineering. They had like the greatest people I'd worked with, like in terms of like people. Mm. Uh, I feel like I really made good friends and like people I could hang out with outside of work at Postmates. Nice. And where are you at now? 
Yeah, what's happening? Yeah. Wait, okay, yeah. Can you tell us first, just start from like what you applied to? Yeah, what you applied to, what you. In terms of co op for this term. Between, so, okay, yes, yeah. <laughs> and what you ended up with, for, yes. Okay, wait, so I have to set the scene up. So, this yes, is your yes, yes. co op term, right? Yes, sir. So, arguably, this is probably one of the most crucial, like, um, co-ops that you'll have because usually your last internship is where you try to get a return offer to or Mm -hmm. where you try to work come come back uh full time so i think this is probably this is the part i've been waiting to get to this whole episode because i'm so interested in it i want you to talk about i think we want you to talk about where you applied what your options were and what you ultimately ended up choosing yes tell us sure so i like the application process was pretty much the same as like any other term right like they come out so for those of you guys who don't go to waterloo there's a thing called waterloo works which is like the internal job board and companies post job postings on there and you just apply it was like any other job um application season it was maybe a little more bleak just because of covid a lot more companies were like on hiring freezes things of that nature there was like less opportunities i would say for sure but um, you would just apply to wherever like looks interesting. This role looks interesting. This company looks interesting. You would apply. I think I applied to fifty companies. Got a lot of interviews. Hey. Uh, Big man. To go through. You could tell how uncomfortable he was admitting that he got a lot of. Interviews. I'm telling you, he's a humble. humble he's a humble being, bro. Nah. nah, I'm just thinking back to that time in life and thinking about how stressed I was. Just cause, like, as I mentioned, I was working part time at Postmates. Yeah. I was doing school and these interviews, it just got really stressful. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and just, you know, the added fact that it is a very important decision that you have to make, like where exactly. you go. So, mm-hmm. sorry, continue. So, yeah, I finished up the interviews and I kind of was lucky enough to get a bunch of offers and kind of have like options and decide. So I was able to like secure off um, offers from like big name companies such as Facebook and Amazon. And while at the same time, I had, like, offers from, like, other smaller companies. Um, and, um, yeah, I gave up. Like, I didn't choose Facebook or Amazon and went with, again, a small startup. It was It's called, like, Motive Software. I don't think any of you guys would have heard of it just yet. Stealth mode. But, uh, yeah, I chose Motive Software over. And you said it was, like, a team of, like, 10 people that were interviewing Yeah, you? I mean, when I interviewed there, it was, I believe they said, like, 6 to 10. I don't remember the exact number. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But that was, like, maybe two, three months ago. Uh, I'm sure they've grown since. That's crazy. So and I started there on Tuesday, so really Wow. Um, okay, just, just, yeah, question. Uh, so tell us, just tell us why or what your thinking was behind choosing, you know, the startups over the big names. Yeah, so I remember I, this was like kind of a question that I tormented myself mm-hmm. with over the course of two weeks, and I kind of reached out to anyone that would be willing to listen to mm-hmm. kind of get their insight on uh, what would be better. Um, I had like a lot of people telling me to go with a big name, you know, secure my future, like get the name on your resume, and um, of course, like when people see Facebook or Amazon on a resume, they'd obviously think that this person knows what they're doing in terms of their engineering skills and it would open up a lot of more doors which i definitely like that was like the one pro side i saw to a big company mm-hmm. uh is that like it would open probably more doors for me in the future and i feel like it would have given it would definitely add credibility to your name too and like you said exactly. as an engineer yeah like someone goes to harvard right 
you just automatically have an assumption like okay they're competent like they're smart they should be able to do this i think it would have been the same thing for you Mm -hmm. one of those companies right versus uh the startup obviously had like i was personally pulled towards it a lot more just because i don't know if anyone anyone who knows me knows i've always been like entrepreneurship driven kind Mm -hmm. of individual and uh like as i mentioned like i love my time at pit stop and uh like obviously the room for growth is a lot more and uh, you're working on something way more meaningful and i feel like a big part of me uh like not trying to like me being biased against facebook or amazon was uh, part of it because of my experience at Bloomberg wasn't the greatest, but also because I kind of knew what I would be doing there, mm-hmm. which is kind of like, you know, you spend first two weeks onboarding. The next two to three weeks would be like a small project just to get you familiar with the environment. And then they're going to plop you with like one project that maybe 10 people inside the company are probably ever going to use. Mm. Something like that. And then you're probably going to be done. And I just did not. That's like not something I wanted to do. Um and like I kind of uh, talked with like my parents, my cousins, and like kind of my parents obviously told me to, to change, t- take like the safe route, you know, yeah. go with yeah. the big names. And uh, the way I kind of justified it to like them and even myself was the fact that um, I, if, I, if I'm taking Facebook or Amazon to give myself credibility so I can later down the line do what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. if I can do that now, why would I delay it? Yeah. yeah. That's, that is so nice. yeah, that's, that's so very nice true. Yeah. Dang, do you ever feel, um, you know, when you were kind of at your peak of needing to prove yourself and really placing importance at like big names and, you know, the reputation and all of that that comes with it, mm-hmm. um, was that something that you were like wrestling with here? I know, like, I don't mean just in the sense of, oh, it's, a safer option but I mean like just I guess the part of the ego that's like oh I want to say that I worked at Facebook or I want to say that I worked at Amazon like that part of the ego where it's just more of like the reputation focus does that right. come in and uh, not really I feel like those are kind of like inner battles that I kind of already had and mm-hmm. dealt with didn't mm-hmm. really care about that stuff too much anymore uh, like I feel like I was at a point where like I knew my skills, I knew what I wanted, and I would wanted to really pursue what I wanted versus kind of follow something that would make me look good to others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, take take note on that, people. <laughs> For I real. I feel I don't know, Jui. Do you? I feel like that's something I still need to get used to as well, is not caring so much about reputation of things and just yeah trying to figure out things that I want to do and like do it for the sake of myself and what you said is so right a lot of people take these detours just to add credibility and you know reputation or whatever when ultimately they end up doing hopefully what they want to do and it's something that they could have done from the very start Mm -hmm. to take like it's like who are you trying to prove i think and i think a lot of it does come down to that idea of like like ishan as your parents said like facebook or amazon maybe it was a safer route right like people it's difficult to take risks right and like it's people have difficulty doing that so like i see why somebody would want to do that but i also see why like okay if you do take the risk and it's like you think how like ishan you were thinking right in terms of um um finally just getting started with what you've always wanted to do um 
it's just super interesting and it's I guess it comes with a lot of faith in yourself like I don't know is that something that you like had to really think about like yo do I trust myself with this or like were you do you feel like all of your experiences like at least helped you build confidence to a level where you were like okay like no matter what happens like I'm gonna grow I'm gonna learn and we'll take it from there you know yeah I like I feel like I knew that at Facebook I wouldn't really get to grow or learn a lot mm-hmm. just because like everything's so standard like copy paste template type of thing yeah and um I would I knew like the better up- growth opportunity would definitely be at the startup and um yeah then and so, um, it seems like based on what you're talking about, you priority you've learned to like prioritize value, not only value in the growth and like yourself. I obviously working in a smaller team in a startup, you would mm-hmm. probably be a more valuable member to the company. Yeah. Um, rather than like, no offense, like Facebook or Amazon, it's like all right, I could just fire yeah. you and kind of indes- you. They're kind of like disposable. Almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like another part of it was, of course, that I'm pretty young, and uh, like this is the if I want to take risks, this is the time, right? I don't want to yeah. uh, take the risks down yeah, ten life. years yeah. when I have mm. a family, kids, whatever, yeah. right? And I have something to lose. Right now, I don't have much to lose, so I kind of can have all this risk and all this skin in the game. Yeah. Skin in the game. Skin in the game. <laughs> So I guess um Kavi, do you have any other questions or I have I have like an ending question if you it, before like Yeah. Um honestly, I just want to know like uh, let's see. Where in your cuz you started kind of I honestly don't mean any disrespect with this, but just for the sake of this episode, you started from the bottom and now we're here. Okay? Like you started from working very local and like smaller settings to finally getting like climbing your way up to bigger companies and then you got what I feel a lot of tech people will say like you made it you know you got your off you had your the big four is like options as well Mm -hmm. and so I'm just curious at what point along your career journey so far did you feel like a really heavy mindset switch if anything because obviously when you first start out you know you're nervous um you might not be as confident in your skills mm-hmm. and your priority at that point is probably just get, getting whatever opportunity you can get for the sake of growing as a as an engineer so at what point did your mindset shift to like it's move away from this imposter syndrome to kind of understand like being more confident i guess in yourself and obviously this confidence in yourself as an engineer and mm-hmm. what you want is what led you to ultimately turn down like two huge companies sure so uh, i feel like it's like wasn't one point i feel like it was like definitely like a roller coaster mm-hmm. where i would accomplish something and then get a high off it and then kind of immediately be followed by something that didn't go my way and i would mm-hmm. get down like uh for example if i when i went to wish i was kind of like obviously felt really happy but at the same time, uh, when I went, th- I remember when I went there, I did not grow as much as I did at Pit Stop, which I kind of expected to. Be- because, like, of course, like, why would you not expect your growth to be linear? But then again, um, I came back feeling not like accomplished or satisfied. 
So I kind of got down on myself and then seeing like this, I would think that I did like, I need to get back there because I didn't take the most advantage of this growth opportunity or I need to prove myself. As I said, like I can get back there. I didn't just get lucky and then I would do it again and then kind of get happy. And then it would just be like a roller coaster like that. Right. And definitely it wasn't like one point a moment. Um, like where I'm at right now, right now is probably, um, at a point where I'm excited to like just learn again. I'm uh, kind of like a student almost all over again and I kind of want to empty out my whole mind and then start from the bottom again, if that yeah. kind of makes mm-hmm, sense. Mm-hmm. Also, Julia, I don't want to end the discussion yet. I have more questions, but... Oh, it's okay. Keep asking. No, no, no. Go ahead. Oh, no. Do you have anything you want to... I mean, yeah. Like, well, my question was more like um, if there is like one piece of advice that you would give somebody starting university, at least or going into it with not much background the same way that you went into it, what would that be? Um, read books, honestly. Uh, like reading books is something that's like kind of revolutionized my life. Mm-hmm. So just pick up something and like, it doesn't even matter what it is. You don't have to read all these like books that I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Just if it's like something, if it's something fiction that piques your interest or even like a magazine, just pick it up and read it because uh, I swear you will get smarter. <laughs> yeah, for That's sure. That's the key to his brain. Honestly, like it stimulates your mind a lot. So, guys, uh, just let me reading. just. Sorry, sorry. Let me just say, Ishan reads textbooks for fun. Okay, like, oh I'm not kidding. Literally, yo, I was talking to him the other day. I was like, "What are you reading today?" Yo, the book was like, what was it like, quantum mechanics? And then there was another one. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. There was another one, bro. What was it? The theory of what? What were you reading? Uh, it's uh, is actually it, information theory. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, guys, yeah. Guys, guys, <laughs> listen, listen. I tried explaining it to Juhi, and her mind was just completely blown. Oh. I, don't, I don't know if you want me to get into it, but no, information don't. theory. Guys, get your hands on a book. Would you say, is there any book that, um, you know, just for the readers, and also for me, I'm trying to... She's trying I, to read. When I started quarantine, you know, Juhi knows. I'm yes. like really on my reading grind. Mm-hmm. Work started, and I've fallen off of every grind. But... Um, are there any like pick like two or three books or any one even that you think has left a really like the strongest impact on you uh i mean all books have like kind of different personality i feel like for someone just finding their way in life uh shoe dog by phil knight is pretty good you know it's like a memoir by the founder of nike mm-hmm. i feel like that was kind of pretty good mm-hmm. um, for someone like who's more focused into business Zero to One is a great book. And yeah. Wow. I don't know. The last one I want to put in there, Creativity Inc. is also amazing. It's by Ed Catmull, who's like the co-founder of Pixar, I think. Damn. Those are, those are my top Wait, three I'm books right. that I read this year. I hope I can be as smart as Ishan. Yo, me too, man. Yeah, I hope I can be as smart as you guys. One oh, day. please, you're already... <laughs> um... I honestly, I'm trying to think of what exactly we were talking about before this little pivot, but I, oh, okay, so I'm curious now, right, the mentality, I I think I briefly asked this earlier, but that mentality of um, Cali or big name to have made it, do you, Mm -hmm. what is your stance on that now, like, honestly speaking, 
Um, what do you, yeah. I feel like there's no like textbook answer. I feel like everyone has to evaluate their situation differently. I feel like mm. it is right for a lot of people, uh, people who actually want to get out there and get a good name on your resume. That's actually a big reason. I know I said it wasn't necessarily for me, but it's definitely a very valid and big reason why people might want to do it. Or, of course, like job security, it's great compensation, and uh, the perks are obviously uh, amazing. Mm. Uh, these are like more important to some people than others, so you have to kind of look at your own priorities and evaluate it. There's no kind of answer that I can give you that would apply to everyone. Mm. Just mm. Have I mean, like your personal answer. My personal answer, I feel like I already gave by picking yeah Yeah. actions speak louder than words Mm -hmm. um and so just to follow up from that and then i'll shut up jumi yeah (laughs) what are your priorities like i know i know this is once again kind of indirectly answered but there's also a lot in that answer that i guess we didn't hear like how do you decide between for example compensation i'm assuming um Facebook and Amazon may have offered more, like financially, or even just, like I don't know, maybe like perks. Um, sorry, like any like perks, benefits, all of that. Like what, what were you prioritizing when making this decision? And what uh, was the hardest thing to kind of like grab, go over, other than just obviously having that name on your resume? Yeah, I feel like money wasn't really a big thing I was thinking about. Uh, one definite prioritization I had was growth Mm -hmm. in terms of technical knowledge as well as like working in a startup you're going to learn how to like manage different people written personalities and uh, of course technical products and then like kind of seeing what people want just building out a company itself like you want to I kind of want to learn that as I said like I'm kind of more entrepreneurship inclined Mm -hmm. Uh, so growth was definitely like technical as well as like personal growth was one of my priorities um yeah i think that was like my main goal Mm. okay sorry i have i have a question but like then i'll shut up too after (laughs) copy do you have another question you want to say like i don't really want to talk about like moving yeah no my that's yeah my question was like around like basically along those lines like but it was more generalized um, so, you know, you were moving like from co-op to co-op, like every four months, like you had a shift right in your life. I just want to know mm-hmm. how were you able to find stability, um, with so much change going on? Because, you know, it was like the same thing for you in the sense that like you got somewhere, okay, we have training. Okay. We have a little project. We have another bigger project. Okay. It's time to move. You know, by the time that I feel like you were able to even process everything, I feel like you had to leave. So how are you able to, um, like deal with that? Uh, I feel like the one like the one constant in the life was like the four month changes, right? So that's mm. something I kind of embraced the fact that like where I am, I am here for four months, so I should try to completely absorb myself in this experience and then move on, knowing that I did everything I could have. So like when I was in New York, I, I like I had my little uh like skater boy not not skater boy necessarily or was the word like, skater like, beast phase. <laughs> yeah 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 I had my little hype beast phase uh. and uh, I had my little like foodie phase mm-hmm. which is like what people in New York do which is when I was in SF I did kind of what every SF person does and kind of started to listening to podcasts and drinking apple cider vinegar <laughs> and, like just like doing like these little life hacks that people in like SF do yeah yeah and I just started like like kind of embracing myself in that culture 
And of course, now that I'm back in Brampton, oh, gonna, I'm embracing myself and the Brampton culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just like recognizing the fact that uh, I'm here four months, get the most out of it, mm-hmm. and then I'll be moving on, which I think, I feel like I really liked because uh, four months is like a perfect time to like experience a city and then move on. Yeah. Change um, become your constant. Yeah, dude, yeah, I was I mean, I just kinda... gonna say that. Oh my god. Sorry. Hey, we're telepathic. Hey. I'm kinda I'm kinda like not looking forward to the fact that I'm gonna graduate and then stay at a place for a whole year. I don't know, like that's yeah, gonna that's, be that's gonna a be a change, change for you. For of course, yeah. Yeah. Alright. Cool actual closing question. Um, you know, you've grinded a lot, I think even just like the culture at your school in particular and with the engineers. Um it's more so like, uh, you know, while a lot of us go to university to experience like college life and people um, try to have like a good balance with, you know, partying and all of the experience that comes with university, you guys were definitely more so focused on like your career and your grind. And I know a lot of people even complain about Waterloo is just like, oh, it's so depressing, la la la, all of that. Um, do you feel like that was worth it? I don't know what your personal experience was, like if you ever felt like it was a depressing environment um, or like the culture was a little bit toxic, I don't know, but do you feel Mm -hmm. at the end of the day like it was worth sacrificing some of the things to get the experience that you ended up getting out of it? Uh, I mean, yeah, there was definitely points along there you mentioned, such as like Waterloo being like a depressing environment and pretty like toxic culture to be around in general, just because the way people talk about jobs and stuff uh, definitely felt that and having like kind of that depression especially in winter where it's too cold to go outside uh i've had that settle in but one thing i kind of realized a pretty long time ago actually i think high school was just the fact that like we're all playing this game and whether you choose to participate or not is your own choice mm. so like you have this kind of school game where you work hard to get good grades I chose to participate in it and I'm going to get out of it what I put into it. And same thing with like the career thing. I'm going to get out of it what I put into it. It's just some people would choose to kind of enjoy themselves versus uh, some people would like to like commit themselves to the game. But as, like, as long as you remember that at the end of the day, it is all it's the game, right? Like you don't want to take yourselves too seriously. You don't want to like kind of look down upon others just because they're not participating in the game or they're playing maybe a different game than you. Mm, but yeah. yeah uh, like once you, once I started to look, kind of look at, look at it that way, I feel like it definitely changed like a lot of my thinking mm-hmm. versus like, like when I, like, which is like what kind of drove me to like, I don't know, get good grades and like go after these good co-ops. Hey, and he succeeded. So take it from a success story. Yes, for sure. Um, Okay, before we close out, one thing, Ishan's birthday is on September 6th. This episode will probably be released, will probably be released post that. But whenever you do hear this, please send him a happy belated birthday message. And for his birthday, if you could please leave a review on our podcast. Yeah, five stars, guys. (laughs) No, like not even, honestly, just tell us what you enjoyed. And, you know, you know, Ishan's a sweeter man, like leave some comments. If you want to slide into the DMs, listen, listen. If any shorties want to slide into his DMs, I got you. 
<laughs> you gotta beep this part out. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, well, thank you so much for coming and thank you, Ishan. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's a really fun know, conversation to have, actually. Yeah, I know I've been talking for most of it, but nah, we yeah, wanted yeah, you to. Wanted, what we wanted to yeah. hear you, Ben. Honestly, I feel like I talk too much. Juhi knows this, and I think it was really nice for us to kind of sit in the background and just and just listen, listen honestly, to speak and yeah. guide it. Um, because obviously, like I don't think we really have much to say about. <laughs> all of this but thanks for sharing your insight my dude thanks dude yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, all right guys, bye, guys. we'll catch bye, you guys. later this is where the music comes in yeah, yeah. <laughs> cue the outro i'll let you cue it yeah, cue the outro <laughs>